Nick's watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nick's is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nick's and Grace. Welcome to another episode of There's No Place Like Tara. Episode I'm... 23. Woo! Okay. Um, wow. 23 episodes. Holy moly. Um, by the way, I'm Grace. This is Nixie. I'm Nixie. Um, and today we are going over season two, episode two. In the line of duty. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So I'll let you take it from here. Alrighty. Where are we? Uh, this first aired on July 3rd, 1998. Uh, it was written by... Uh, I p- <laughs> Clearly my writing is wrong. Uh, <laughs> it was written by... Uh, um, <laughs> sorry. Not sure. It's Robert C. Cooper, but in my notes, I, clearly I was sober. writing really fast. It says sober C. Cooper. <laughs> Probably not sober while writing sober. And like... <laughs> no... What it was is I've been very high on decongestant all day. Yeah. So, and like, there's no little red lines in my notes because sober is spelt correctly. Right. Robert C. Cooper. I yeah. was really thrown off by reading sober. Um, and he was directed by Martin Wood. It's a cold medication that's kicking in. Cold medication. Um, but directed by Martin Wood, whom we're st- I, he was starting to know and love. Really, he's only directed one thing besides politics. So you haven't quite gotten the okay, real. Okay, okay. The love. The which love one? of Martin Wood yet? Okay, which one was politics? Po- oh, po- I know which one. It's politics a clip show, was. but he did right. uh, one other one, and I'm just blanking on what it was before that. That's okay. We'll come back to that. He's the one where I told you that in the future he just has a bunch of cameos all the time. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So we actually, um, fun note: this is actually the episode where we learned that J- uh, Dr. Frazier's first name is Janet. Is that true? Yeah, I spoiled that <gasps> because I'm okay with that. That's just because it's still fun to say. Yeah, Janet. Janet. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those things where I just consider common knowledge once the characters introduced. Sure, so there's totally really no okay spoilers in. Uh, yeah, that I mean, you was... didn't ruin any of the story. No. Like, I, I didn't think her name was, you know, Broomhilda. <laughs> That would be an awesome. I love Hilda. Damn it, Hilda. No. no, no. <laughs> we also learned in this episode that there's three new uh, SG teams, so they're up to twelve now. Just keep them growing. Just keep them growing. So obviously they're like, hey, so when they bad guys come to Earth, we may need more help. So let's make more of these special teams. Yes, That's I did. Awesome. I forgot to look up what like their those three teams' specialities are, but it's time for us to go take a journey to Colorado go find this mountain and get ourselves on an SG team. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I do talk about where that's later. There wasn't really any history (laughs) or uh, science according to Stargate in this one. So I did um, five minutes of uh, of Google Maps later on, (laughs) which will be a fun little moment. So we'll just start in. So we start on what seems like a really, really nice lakeshore. Yeah, this uh, planet is very oddly, looks a lot like the Pacific Northwest. A it's lot so of, weird. strange enough, there's a lot of planets in the galaxy that it's look the like the Pacific thing. Northwest. It's like, wow. It's like a common thing. And it's going to be so familiar for people in that area <laughs> when they go to other planets. I wonder if a lot of the SG teams come from like Seattle or Vancouver, maybe. Vancouver seems like a lot of them. <laughs> a lot of the people in the United States Air Force and 
Sunshine Mountain seem to be Canadian. Oh, yeah, it's so strange. <laughs> hmm. Uh, well, this, this lake shore night's really nice and uh, idyllic for about a split second until we realize that there's a shit ton of explosions in this yep. cold open. Uh, there's villagers fleeing. There's SG teams firing back at uh, death gliders. There's math, mass carnage. Chaos. Yeah. Chaos everywhere. Yep. And we see SG-1 running towards the camera. Jack has a kid in his arms. Oh, we see like half of SG-1, to be fair. He's always just... saving a kid and not a lady. Well, you I know. I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's like, you kids are... He's like, listen, I only like my lady strong. You better be running <laughs> exactly. next to me. Handle yeah. it yourself. Yeah. Um, but Carter stops to help someone because it's Carter. Right. Uh, Daniel's at an active gate waving people through. Jack shows <laughs> up, hands the kid off. Uh, to teal and goes back for Sam. Hmm. Um, Daniel goes to help someone. He's who's extremely burnt. He, yeah. He calls for a medic and he's like, he's gonna, you know, wish. He, he he's he. I think Daniel's like he'll he'll be fine, but he's gonna wish he wasn't. Right. Because right. that's, that's um, gonna hurt bad. Yep. So Sam's doing CPR on someone, and in the process of doing mouth to mouth, the guy grabs her head. Uh, we see Sam pull away, and we see her eyes glow, and there's blood on her lip. Yeah, I, I like to call that the creepy version of the Sandlot. Yeah. <laughs> when, well, uh, what is it? Is it Squints, who pulls in oh, Wendy Peppercorn? Yep. Yeah, then the red baby. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's the creepy version of the Sandlot. Well, before, before she pulled up and saw her eyes glow, and you're like, nice move, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and that's then you're the like, oh, it. oh, not nice move anymore. No, stop doing that. That's, uh, whoa, that's, that's bad news that's, for everyone. Everybody. No one should have glowing <laughs> eyes in this series. Uh, Jack shows up and Sam sort of snaps out of his daze she was in for a split second. Um, the guy's dead. She explains that he bit his tongue and they both run to the gate. So we cut to the SGC and the gate room is essentially a trauma ward at this moment. Yeah. Um, Hammond is standing in the back, like trying to stay out of the chaos. He almost has like a confused wish he could do more just letting his team handle it right. and all look on his face it's a little um, bit helpless but yeah. what else could he do it, yeah um, he, but he does call for a full medical quarantine until everyone there can be examined uh, Jack and Sam and Teal come through the gate they're the last ones Hammond calls to lock the gate up. We kind of hear a few, like, impacts on the gate of Mm -hmm. fire or people or whatever. Um, Sam is shaken, but she kind of scans the room almost as if she doesn't recognize it or something. What's happening? And credits. Where am I? Where am I? Vancouver. (laughs) You're in Vancouver. Uh, So in the briefing room, we learn that the people are the Nazians. Nazians? I think it's the Nazians. I like Nazians. Nazi? I'm pretty sure it's the Nazians. Like, it's, again... (laughs) Nauseous. I watched it all of four hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. Was hopped up on congestion medication. (laughs) It's like the name doesn't even start with that. I mean, isn't that halfway towards meth? Yeah. If Breaking Bad taught me anything. You're you're totally almost there. (laughs) I don't know what else is involved, but sure. A couple random chemical reactions. Again, I've seen seen all of Breaking Bad, still can't tell you. I'm convinced that meth tastes like rock candy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Certainly. Well, to be fair, I've had. I'll take two mess, please. <laughs> I've had. A, I've had. Um, one of those cupcakes, and they yeah. have a little bit of the uh, blue mess sprinkled on top from fan parties. Yeah, tastes just like rock candy to me. Totally right. That was totally. Yeah. I'm gonna have one meth on my cupcake, please. <laughs> just one. That's how you measure them, right? <laughs> Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one meth. Yep. <laughs> So we learn that they are or were really peaceful people. I get the hunch that the people that they saved were a very small amount of the population. Sure. Um, That's very possible. 
So they had their own little tiny republic. Yeah, we learned that Gould hadn't been there in over three centuries, uh, and SGC was setting up an alliance and a research post with them. Um, they wonder for a bit, they sort of spitball ideas back and forth about why the Gould showed up. Mm-hmm. Was it because uh, the SGC was there, or because their tech had gotten too advanced? The Gould likes to sort of knock you down if your tech gets too bad. Right, right. They're like, get back in your place. Yeah, or just because they wanted to have fun, which... Again. Which is possible, too. It's like their version of, like, let's just throw some shit together. And yeah, see well, it's hunting for sport. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want to know what the greatest game of all is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sam, sort of out, of out of her usual sort, says that maybe their reasons wasn't just apparent to Teal, because after all, he is just a Yeah, like, sick burn by yeah. Sam. Like, ooh. Yeah, and then like, she kind of, like... Pauses and then she saves herself by saying, like, Apophis wouldn't have explained anything even to just his first prime. Which is true, Teal points it out. She's got the the bitch filter on. Yeah, well (laughs) I mean to be fair, it's not really her. It isn't. And to be fair, when we to jump ahead when we find out that this is Jolinar. Jolinar's kind of a bitch. Yeah. Anyway, so you can say it is the bilch, bitch filter. I can see that, yeah. Because it's the Jolinar filter. Yeah, so Jolinar equals bitch. Yeah, basically. Got it. I'm there. So, um, and then she, uh, she says, um, you know, it's better for you to understand the enemy, the better you are in conflict, which sounds, the way, the quote that she had, I did not get it exactly, but the mm-hmm. quote she said, it sounded very much like Sun Tzu out of Art of War. Yeah, sure, yeah. And, like, Jack just looks at her going, what? Who the fuck are you? What did you just say? Yeah. Like, that sounds like it's my line. Yeah. Or Teal's line. Yeah. Or anyone but your line. When did you become this a whole other person? <laughs> so they were, we find out they were able to save 237 people. Mm-hmm. And more important than finding out why they were attacked right now is just relocation. Um, and as everyone leaves, Jeff points out that Sam hasn't gotten checked up by Janet yet. And Sam says that she wouldn't want to break post-mission protocol and just <laughs> slugs Jack in the shoulder. Right. Totally natural, guys. That's not weird at all. Nope. And even Jack's like, what the, what the fuck? This is awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so in the infirmary, Janet checks out, like, the back of Sam's neck. It's like, seems like standard protocol. They're looking for the little incision mm-hmm. in the back mm-hmm. of the neck. Um... And she checks the back of her throat for some reason. I don't know if I've been watching too many clips for scary movies or what, but I kept waiting for the girl to, like, attack Janet's face. Like, just pop out of her throat? Like like alien style and just eat her face. Face hugger? Just face, yeah. Just eating of the face. Just face on it. Face. Action. Faceness. There's, like, a face, Face. and there's a face, and then there's a little face hugger attached And then a face of a face, and then I'm just going to keep saying face because it's fun now. <laughs> There's a face-off. <laughs> One time when I was in Vegas, we were checking into our hotel. We had just got there. There was a drunk girl in front of us checking in, and she kept telling how people were in her face. And then her face Wait, was in the face. There's drunk people in Vegas? Yeah, well, the thing is, you're just checking in, girl. Slow down. You got a while. <laughs> I mean, certainly people don't drink in Vegas. I don't know what are you why about? <laughs> there'd be drunk people in Vegas. No, no, no. It's not like it's uh, a no. place that pushes alcohol no, on you at all times all, of the day. All. No, and they all go home with all of their money. <laughs> yep, totally. Uh, but she checks the back of Sam's throat. Notice there's a little abrasion there. Uh, but you know, Sam's yeah. had a sore throat. No big deal. Janet swabs it anyway. Yeah. Uh, we find out she says that Cassie's been asking about Sam because we remember that Sam right. took Cassie. Oh yeah, that Janet. 
to Cassie. Yeah, to Cassie. That's what my head thought. Not <laughs> yeah. what I said. It's okay. I read. I read uh, drug <laughs> I translate well. Huh. So she understands that Sam's been busy, um, but she will stop by the hospital tomorrow. She's like a deadbeat dad. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. No, I'll come see my kid. I'm just yep. busy. Yeah, yeah, that like that crazy. I know busy it's arm. not her kid, but still, <laughs> like it's kind of your kid. Go pay. Sort of. But um, Cassie's going to be at the hospital tomorrow, so you can come by and spend time with her. Uh, because, oh yeah, Janet also has an office at the Air Force Academy Hospital as well. Oh yeah, of course, because she's badass. I guess. Um, this is where I did a little, I was curious, this is where I did a little uh, Google mapping. Um, it's about 30 to 40 minutes between Cheyenne Mountain slash NORAD and the Air Force Academy. That's Depending all. on traffic. Wait, how much? I put an extra zero in my notes. Oh, okay. I was like, that's a lot. She's yeah. reading my notes right now, and it says between 30 and 400 minutes. <laughs> that's a that's lot of 30 minutes to 40. <laughs> there might be, you know, that depending on how soon it takes you to get through sure, security sure. and stuff. That's just like parking minutes. lot to parking yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I totally get it. So I'm with you. Uh, I have a hunch that security at the Air Force uh, Academy Hospital is less so than at NORAD. Sure. Yeah. Because then you have to get past sense. NORAD to get to the <laughs> the, the uh, Stargate commands. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at the said Air Force Academy Hospital, uh, Janet's on rounds and checking on a burn patient. Like, it would make sense to me if she was, like, there doing rounds because they're kind of her patients that came through the gate. Right. But that's a giant, giant office she has there. At the hospital? At the hospital. Her hospital. She's got, like, a wing. Yeah. She's like, like is her she, own separate wing. Is she wing. teaching staff at the hospital or staff at the hospital? Like, it, she just, like, have admin privileges, so she also she just, has She's like, I own everything. This I just, wherever there's an Air Force and medical needs, I yeah, am there. That's, that's me. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> um, I do all the things. So she's checking on the burn patient. She's sort of in a talking to recorder that he has third degree burns over 80% of his body. Um, but amazingly, he doesn't have any signs of infection. Weird. Hmm. Strange. And we'll just overlook that. Yep. No big deal. Uh, so I'm guessing this is the guy that Daniel helped. Yes. Because it was burn quite guy. burned. Yeah. Yeah. So Sam shows up and uh, heads off to see. It's going to head off to see Cassie, who's in mm-hmm. Janet's office, but not before um, Janet herself heads off. And, and Sam kind of looks down at the guy yeah. in, like, a very I'm-watching-you look. Yeah. Like, I'm watching you even though she you're She does the thing with your two fingers to your eyes, yeah. and then you turn them at the person, yeah, yeah. and then she's I'm watching like, you. Yeah. And the guy's like, I'm unconscious. Yeah. I don't know you're I'm here. I'm died. <laughs> I'm basically died. <laughs> um, and we linger on the guy for... To death. A l- <laughs> we linger on the guy for a little bit longer, and we see, like, a light, like, under his bandages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not and, normal. And I believe your line was, that's that's not normal. No, that's not normal at all. It's that's weird. not normal. That's, that's not a normal thing that should be happening. I don't Either you're still on fire <laughs> or something weird is happening. Or like, you're not just human. Also, not on fire would still be a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. still on fire that would, would be, be bad. Yeah. Also, fire doesn't just like travel around your body like that. It's just like glow. That. Just embers. <laughs> They're just glowing embers under his belly. He's um, going to grill some burgers yeah. later <laughs> on his belly. Yeah. 
<laughs> Maybe a hot dog if we're lucky. <laughs> Only if he has a six pack. So Dude, how grapes. awesome would that be if you had like your own little girl <laughs> on your stomach? And you're like, what's going on? I'm just making some burgers. That would be awkward. Oh, you have belly. to. You like have to lay down and or just slouch real deep all the time. They'll be like, oh, those so people it's are like making food. Working your ab exercise while grilling food yeah. that you're gonna eat. But you'd also somehow be like slouched, like very like like a bowl of Jello. This so, sounds like, awkward. Let me make myself very unattractive to the world and then shove food in my face. While you have a fire going yeah. on on your belly. That wouldn't be weird at all. Is, I think this tops the weirdest conversation we've had on this podcast. I win. And you're not even the one high on call medication. That's very true. Uh, you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> this is why you come to listen to us. I know you do. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, I'm not sorry. Not at all. <laughs> Taking it out and keeping it all Literally, back. this is why I you take come nothing back. You keep it. <laughs> in your ear holes. <laughs> okay, right. where were we? <laughs> so in Janet's gigantic, very empty office, um, Cassie is finger painting, which she seems to be a little old for finger yeah, painting. Yeah, she seems a little but to be fair, I still enjoy uh, finger painting. You know, may, the girl's been through a lot. Maybe this is like her, her PTSD like, exercises. When, when I have a new canvas, to me the most fun is I just throw colors on there. And I'll admit, I finger paint the base layer of my Anything paintings. that's tangible. Anything you do with your hands. Yeah. Like, sometimes when if if I'm trying to look like an adult and I'm like, oh, look at me. I'm mixing things with a mixer or making <laughs> mashed potatoes with the mashed potato masher. Yep. And as soon as people look away, I'm thinking my hands there. Mm-hmm. Those are just my hands. Up all up in there. Uh, yes. You do wash them sometimes. <laughs> oh, sometimes, Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Just, that, it just adds it depends play. on, you know, how much you like It a little bit of flavor, people. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Gross. So anyway, Cassie's finger painting. I wash my hands. <laughs> and it's a nice little scene with two people under a very yellow rainbow. Yeah. Um, and Sam shows up. Uh, Cassie starts to run over, realizes her hand is covered with paint, stops to wipe it off. <laughs> I love that she does that. <laughs> um, they miss each other to give a big hug, and then we see Cassie's eyes go very wide. Yeah. She tenses up, she backs up. Uh, it's like her cockles, like, yeah. go if she was yeah. just her hair standing straight on end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, her bullshit meter's going. Oh, on. her bullshit meter is like spiking. Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. breaking. Yep. So she runs behind a couch to hide because she's extremely frightened at this point. And yeah. then we see Carter's face change to a neutral, pissed off bitch look, uh-huh. and her eyes glow, and she crosses the room to Cassie. Yeah. It's not good. That's not a good thing at all. So, back at the control room, Hammond and Jack are considering uh, seeing if they can reclo- relocate the Nazians to. Excuse pee. me, I believe you forgot to call them Jammond. The Jammond? Yes, it's true. <laughs> Jack and Hammond are Jammond. So, back in the control room, Jammond are considering <laughs> seeing if we could relocate the Nazians to P3X. 422, which, do not worry, we have not heard that uh, place in the series at all. Um, According to the RPG, it is home to the Gamoidians. Okay. uh, Which are actually descended from the Aztecs. Oh, hey. Yeah. I don't know. The Aztecs were not very welcoming to newcomers. (laughs) Well, they've evolved. (laughs) Okay, Being on this planet. (laughs) We're going to sacrifice a lot of people we just spent time saving. Yeah, they've evolved. To gods over a game of soccer. Or or a bet to see who can get the head to roll down (laughs) the the stairs the most. (laughs) Listen, if you told me we're going to take you to the planet Aztecs, I'd be like, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. Stay right here. here. I uh, will live in this bunker. Um, there is. It's nuclear winter out. No, it's okay. I'm good. Nope, nope good. 
Stay right here. I have some rations. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> I'll hang out. Yeah. Thanks, Del. <laughs> Good looking out. There's an urgent call for Jack, though, and he goes and picks up the call. So back at the hospital, Janet thanks Jack for showing up so quickly because Cassie won't talk to Janet, right. only to Jack. Smart kid. So Cassie's locked her office door, and you can see sort of, it's one of those, like, warped... The frosty like, glass. Like the frosted warp glass. You can see her walking up. Yeah. Uh, it's unlocked It's the 1940s door. film noir glass. Exactly. Gotcha. Like the de- it says, like, detective. Yeah. You know. <laughs> detective Janet. De- detective <laughs> E-moment Smokey is written on the... <laughs> Um, I dig it. She unlocks the door and goes back to sit against the far wall. Uh, Jack walks over and sits adjacent to her, puts his arm around her in like this cute little scene. Mm-hmm. Um, he clearly knows his way around kids. He didn't stand it over her. Exactly. He didn't sit in front of her. Yeah. Smart dude. Jack is good with kids. Yeah. Like, there's never been any doubt with that. Mm-hmm. Maybe because he has the same mentality sometimes sure. as a yeah. 10-year-old. He, he but then again, 10 years he's, old. He's a guy. Um, <laughs> no. So... She, um, she, you know, he asked her, you know, what it is. Why'd you call me? And she's like, I can't. She said she would kill her if Cassie told anything. Mm-hmm. And Jack's like, you don't mean kill you, kill you. Um, but Cassie seems very sure. Like, no, that I'm pretty that's, sure that the, the word pretty kill, sure kill means kill. Meant kill in this case. Yeah. Um, and Cassie tells Jack that Sam is a ghoul. Right. Dun, dun, Fuck. dun. Commercial break. Yeah. So back at the SGC, um, Sam walks with purpose. Mm, Again, bitch face yeah. all over her face. She's got her West Wing walk going. Yes. That's it's what a I walk like and talk. It. But the camera doesn't really walk with her, so it's just a walk. Sure, yeah. It's not really a walk and yeah, talk. Yeah, I take it. So stops in the locker room, and it looks like at this point, maybe they've changed the locker scheme, so it looks like each SGC team has their own locker room. Yeah. So it's they, like well, this they've cute expanded little, a little. Yeah, yeah, it's like this cute little room and there's just like four lockers in mm-hmm. it. Um, but Daniel and Teal'c are in there um, and she forcibly asks where Jack is. Um, and, or Sorry, asks where the colonel is. Yeah. Uh, um, and because they need to leave now. Yeah. And, you know, we well, gotta get going. Go Daniel's on. like, they left. he left a message and he's gonna meet us in the gate room and she's like, hop to it, let's go. Get off your ass. Yeah. To the gate now. <laughs> and uh, I just want Daniel going, I'm not military. You yeah. can't order me anywhere. Basically not doing anything. <laughs> I think at this point, Daniel's more like, what the hell just happened? I like the look that Daniel and Teal give each other like women. Like, no, I don't know what yeah. else is going through their yeah. head. It's like, what was that? Yeah. Like, they're just like, okay. <laughs> okay. I don't well, know what I did, but we'll, I fucked up. <laughs> we'll be there when we're there. Yeah. We still have like three minutes till we have to be in the gate room. Chill. I'm gonna go pee. We'll be there in time. Have some coffee. Calm down. Maybe a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> so in the gate room, Sam is pacing back in front of the gate that's not on yet, glaring at Hammond. There's like Hammond, Fraser, and Walter up in the in the control room, and she's just like staring at them. Um, Daniel and Tilk show up. There's no Jack yet. Finally, he enters and tells everyone to stand down, campers. Because <laughs> there's not going anywhere. There's yeah. some computer glitch, and uh, he goes up to Sam and sort of backhands a syringe to her arm, and she's like, "What was that?" Preach uh, <laughs> is like, "That was enough to take down an elephant." Yeah, basically, the shit is at the fan. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Um, she, Sam grabs a gun, points to Jack, uh, and tells them to open the Stargate. Like full Gould voice at this point. Open yeah. the Stargate. She's like not even pretending. Not anymore. even. Yeah, this is. By the way, I'm a Gould. Open the goddamn yeah. gate. Yeah. 
Um, the she, jig is up, people. Yeah. She, she demands again. Daniel is going, what the fuck yeah. is going on? This is not normal-ish things. Um, her eyes flash uh, in, you know, the ghouled glow. An airman shoots her in the leg with a trank dart. She just pulls it out and goes, really? That's all you're going to yeah. hit me with? I was waiting for her to, like, pull it and then, like, throw it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, you take this. <laughs> so she points her gun again to Jack. Uh, Jack goes to knock it down. She, like, does the, like, arm at 90 degree backhand to him. Yes, yeah. Uh, he goes flying. Um, he hits the <laughs> ground and rolls. That Like, that hurt. Because yeah. it looks like it was off the ramp. Like, I think they're, yeah, like, no, on the ramp yeah. and it hit the ground. So there's some extra uh, Hurting things. elevation to yeah. it. Um, Teal'c readies a staff weapon. She again demands the Stargate is open, and then she pulls out a grenade from her vest and pulls the pin. Yeah. Um, gr- awesome. Yeah. That's the part when I was like, I thought that means dead. Yeah. And then you guys had to teach me how grenades actually work. <laughs> I'm actually about to cover that in a second. <laughs> so Jack stands up and calls for no one to fire. No one's going to open the Stargate. Either we all live or we all die. <laughs> so finally the drugs kick in, and she kind of collapses and as she's collapsing Jack like quickly goes over grabs the grenade um gets his hand around it they take Sam away and Jack picks up the pin and puts it back in the grenade I didn't know that was a thing I didn't know it was a thing except Mythbusters taught me that you can, you can repin a grenade. You can repin a grenade. Okay, I'm because an adult and I should admit to this, <laughs> but my understanding of grenades was kind of like little time bombs. Like, well, no, you no, pulled it. It is, but what's it, so you, there's like the little trigger handle on the okay. side. So when you pull the, the the pin is basically holding that little the side trigger locking it locking. So when you pull the pin out, that just means that that. Can, when you release the pressure on that side, you have okay. a couple seconds before it explodes. Which is why you're like throw it, Got like it. throw it immediately. But if if that's if your hand's still closing that little side trigger, it's as if the pin is still in it. Right, that makes sense. Because all that all that pin is doing is locking it essentially. It's like okay. the safety on a gun. Sure, sure. So you can put the pin back in. I don't want to know how Miss There's other that. There's other grenades. <laughs> that scares me. <laughs> well, they had like an. I feel like they had an entire episode about grenades or something. They've done a lot of grenades on that show. Scary thing. I've seen a fair amount of Mythbusters. <laughs> Apparently, there's other grenades where if you pull the pin, you're fucked. Yeah. But uh, most, like most grenades, you <laughs> can put the pin back in. Nice. Um, but just it just best to not take the pin out. Don't do in that. In general, just don't. Do that. <laughs> so, uh, back in the briefing room a little bit later, um, can't we find we figure out why Cassie could sense, like, knew that she was a ghoul. She still has Naquita in her blood. Oh, Traces of it. And so if you have Naquita in your blood, you're able to sense I would have been fine with, she's got that kid bullshit meter. That's true. Because kids read through bullshit, I've learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're true. like, I don't care if also, you're kids nice can, or kids not Kids can nice. see dead people. Yeah. Well, we were watching uh, Premiere Lucifer. Oh, and we're that talking. show was not It wasn't good. the greatest, but, but we sat through the first episode. We sat and through the first like, one. And it was like, your boyfriend Jesse was like, you know, that little girl should not be so into Lucifer. I was like, well, no, she, it's okay that she is, because kids aren't about what's good and bad. It's yeah. about whether you're bullshit or not. Exactly. And he's very honestly Lucifer. Lucifer is no bullshit. Yeah. Like, he's completely honest. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that the... Uh, Lucifer it was the female lead that irritated oh, me. Oh, I agree 100%. Um, I said that, too. <laughs> and I the said, writing wasn't really there. And I was like, really? Can this be not just a standard police procedural show? Because the first 10 minutes of this was really good. What, did, what was it? What was my line I said it's like 
like Lucifer, the guy playing Lucifer, notices that nobody else is acting, so he has to do all the <laughs> acting for everybody. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I may not be watching that one yeah. anymore. Okay. I gave it a chance. All but right. Anyways, um, <laughs> so Cassie has Nacko in her blood. Yes. Um, but the the question is, is how did the ghoul get in Sam? So Jenna points out that there weren't any visible signs of entry. There was a mark in her throat, but that could have been anything. Um, That could have been from, like, her off-duty activities, and I'm not one to judge. Exactly. You do. (laughs) What happens when you're off-duty happens when you're off-duty. Just be safe, and we're all good. Yeah. Um, So... But if if you're going to attach, if a ghoul's going to attach itself That's, to yeah. your, your brainstem, the soft tissue in the back of your throat is, like, a great place. That makes sense. It's easy to get through. Um, and Jack remembers her, like, Jack's like, oh, shit, I do remember her giving mouth to mouth to this guy, and there's yeah. a bit of blood. She just, like, said that he bit his tongue. Yeah. He's like, well, well that seems really obvious in hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> Way to not pay attention to things, Jack. And Jana points cool. out that they're going to have to give everyone an MRI now when they get back from off-world, which seems a bit excessive. Yeah. Like, can you just do an x-ray or, like, nope. a sonogram or something do... that may spit out a we're little less radiation? <laughs> now, in the 90s, were we aware of how much damage these... Uh, we had to I have, have. We knew what we were using. I have absolutely no clue. All it's right. also just more of... I feel like giving everyone an MRI would take a ton of time. Like, is it was it the MRI, an MRI a new machine in the late nineties? I don't know when MRIs came around. Because that's what I wonder. This, if our writers are like, let's just keep writing this thing. I in. did not think of that as being the science according to Stargate for the episode. Dang it. Again, in hindsight, <laughs> I guess that kind of would have been a good thing to look up. Well, next time we mention MRIs in Stargate, which probably will be in like oh about like five episodes of this <laughs> on the average of this. Sure. We'll make sure we look it up this time. Dang it. Um, for it. So, Jack wondered if it was, like, a plan so they could plan to spy right. in the SGC. Um, and Teal'c wonders if this ghoul has already sabotaged the base. Mm-hmm. Hammond goes, will you be the best person to go to know what you're looking for? Right. So you go check for signs of tampering. Um, and when it comes to Sam, Jack's like, they're not, we're not going to get the damn thing out of her. Like, she's not yeah. going to like, whatever's inside Sam is not going to tell us anything. Right. Um, but Daniel points out that they, you know, we can try to get it out of her, but it didn't really worked for Kowalski. Remember that time that someone else died on Remember episode two of a season? exactly a season ago where it didn't work really well for <laughs> being do that. someone. But Daniel's also like, we can't let anyone from the NID or Maybor know right. or anything. Hammond agrees, and Jack is now in charge of interrogating the prisoner. So back, dun, 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 dun. back at the hospital, um, a doctor who I think we find out his name is Jacobs. Okay. Walks into Bandage Guy <laughs> and he starts to remove some bandages. Uh, but the patient, Bandage Guy, reaches mm-hmm. up and grabs the doctor, yeah. choking him. He's awake, guys. Yeah. Guess uh, what? He's not dying. Remember how we kind of thought that the weird lights were on? Yeah. Turns out, yes. <laughs> See, the lights were on. He's still working. He's just cycling the system. <laughs> so, uh, in another room there, Daniel walks in to talk to a woman. Her name is Talia. Talia? Talia. I'm, I'm I like Talia. that, yeah. Um, she's amazed by the world. And Daniel, or, like, she's like, this world is, is amazing. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Daniel's like, well, it, it can be. I mean, it's not the Pacific Northwest. I mean, like, your wait, planet. I was like, Daniel, she just lost her entire world. How about you give her some hope and say, yes, it's beautiful. Like, yeah. Something. He's like, no, no, it's all full of shit. 
and uh, she gives her thanks, and Daniel wants to talk. Or talk. That was spontaneous, guys. We did not plan that. was not even on purpose. Wasn't even looking at each other. (laughs) That's awesome. I mean, it's Daniel. It makes sense. Yeah. But... That's just always playing in his head. Like, that's just the soundtrack of his life. Actually, I believe the other thing playing in his head is we watch a lot of How Much Your Mother in this in uh-huh. this house, and I believe the other song going in his head is a bang, 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 I totally thought you were going to go with the 500 miles. No, that's what's always running in my head. <laughs> That's just what's playing in his head when there's not a woman in the room. <laughs> when I wake up, well, I know I'm gonna. It's when he remembers that he has a wife. Is it that one or walk like an Egyptian? Oh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe oh. it's believe it or not. I don't know why I went there. No, I believe That's just my song. Walk like an Egyptian is just playing in his head when Hathor's in the room. <laughs> anyway. And we're back. So, um, uh, back on base, Jack is sitting in the locker room. It's a serious scene, Grace. I'm serious s- scene. Mom, Jack is sitting in the locker room. Teal walks in and they have a conversation about how difficult it is. It's going to be talk to not Sam, Gould Sam. Right. Pick a name. Um, Teal'c says that it, the best bet is to assault the Gould's ego because like we this. all know Goulds are arrogant as shit. Yeah. Um, and it's important that you not see Sam. And Jack is like, "How do you do that?" Yeah. Mm. And it's you know, wearing a Sam mask. How do you not see Sam? Yeah, that's that's a tough one, but Teal'c's right. Teal'c is very right. Um, and in the holding room, there's not just bars, but also lasers. Jeez. Um, there's not sharks with the lasers. Oh, dang on it. Their I was just lasers. To you, <laughs> you beat me to it. Nice work. So, not Sam is just standing there uh, with like dead face on, just like standing, staring straight ahead. Jack walks in, uh, sends the guard out. Um, Jack points out the, you know, that you blew it. Yeah. Um, you know. You're Everybody knows. Now. Yeah, you're done they now. They snark back and forth for a while. Um, and it, it It's like, snark, snark, snark. Yeah. Snark, snark, snark. Yeah. Snark, snark, snark. Basically, it's it's, that's the conversation. <laughs> um, not Sam points out that Jack has no clue what's happening. And then just goes to sit in the bottom bunk and, like, the shadow covers her face in a very dramatic fashion. Dang it. So, back with Daniel, we find out that the man who the ghouled... Okay, so the man that bandage guy... Yeah, burn victim no. guy. The man that the Gould was in before it went to Sam... Right. Now I'm getting this straight, was Talia's husband. Right. Um, and so we asked her if there was any, you know, anything different about him lately. And she said that months ago he got a small scar sort of below his ear. Um, she gets, you know, emotional because she just lost her husband and her right. planet and most people she knew. Um, he continues asking if there's any strange behavior or violence or glowing eyes, and Daniel has no tact. Yeah, because he's Daniel. Because he's Daniel. So, as he leaves, he walks by Bandage Guy's room, and we pan in and see the doctor's unconscious on the floor, there's no one in the bed, and the... Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and stop calling him Bandage Guy. It's the Ashrak. Okay. Uh, the Ashrak is standing in the bathroom. He pulls sort of the bandages off his head and his hands, and uh, he sort of starts, like, choking, gagging, and coughs up a little, 
a little like reverse on your palm double ring device. Okay, yeah, that's a, I don't know what else to call it. Either. It has a name. It's a real fancy just, ring. Yeah, I just blinked on what the the Gould name for it is. I'm just calling it the ring. De- you know, the the hand. The it's not a full hand device. It's a ring pain device. It's a ring device. Ring device. Um. It's the name of my new band. And he activates it and forms like a little pyramid of lights. Yes. So later, uh, Janet walks in the room and like sees some stuff misplaced around and just kind of goes, laughs off, oh, the clumsy, forgetful Jacobs. Dun, dun, dun. Doesn't realize it's actually Jacobs in the bandages yeah. now. Convenient how you have complete, full, head-to-toe bandages. How did he do that? Like, how did he get them all bandaged up exactly the same? Uh, magic. Magic? Okay, <laughs> just checking. I just want to make sure. Plot line? Got it, got it. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the holding cell, Jack and the gold are having a staring contest. Can we have like a 10 minute comedy feature of this gold, like trying to bandage <laughs> up this guy and like nothing's safe. And then it unravels yeah, and yeah. it gets to the end and it's like, dun, 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 like dun, he can't dun, get him like, on the bed. He like music. can't get him on the bed at first. Like, yeah, and he just and... keeps flopping over like a, like a dead frog. Because like it's just like a dead weight of body. Yeah, weakened at Bernie's in the hospital. <laughs> and then like, it's like as he bandages a thing, like his leg falls and all the bandages fall off the leg and he's like ah. well okay. if he's smart he just put the bandages from like the shoulder up and just pulled the blanket up oh, on top that would of be him. even better <laughs> no I'm like he tripped trying to get the bandages and in the end he's like fuck this shit yeah. and just put them on his head and just pulled the blanket up tall yeah. that's perfect um <laughs> Um, so the gold loses the staring contest, and she promises, I, she promises to go through the Stargate to find another host and Sam Sam back. Um, she can do it. It's not easy, mm-hmm. but she can. She she can do it. She'll. Tr- she might die if things don't go right, but she promises to try. And Jack points out that, you know, the, the Nazian man died right. when you. But she points out that he died first. That's why I left and went into That's Sam. That's true. Yeah. And Jack points out that there's no way he can trust her, um, you know. And and not Sam goes, I could have killed you all at the gate, and I didn't. Uh, and Jack goes to walk out, and the gold points out that she has done nothing to harm any of them, but they wouldn't let her go even if they did believe her. That's true. Which is all very true. And suddenly we hear Sam's voice calling out to Jack, and she's like, she's like, oh God, she's telling the truth. You have to believe her. This is all real. And Sam can't even stand to look back at... Or Jack can't even stand to look back right. at Sam at this point. And heads out the door. And we still hear, like, Sam calling to Jack. Actual after the Sam. Yeah. And then Sam disappears. And, like, bitch face comes back. Yep. All done. Yeah. So, back at the hospital... Um, the uh, Ashrak is now looking like a doctor and uses yeah. his little hand ring device to scan the head of someone that looks like a holographic x-ray. Yes, you can see I his saw skull. that. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's like, what's going on in here? What's oh, look, going it's on in your brain. head? It's a brain under a skull. Got there's it. there's no gold there. Yeah. So Teal'c is now in the holding cell with the gold um, and she says the Tauri have become very powerful and the system lords are not going to allow this. And she points out that she can provide the humans with information to help defend themselves. And Teal'c goes... Yeah, you know, we've already been there, done that. Like yeah. we already, we already got stopped a uh, invasion. She's like, well, then they're just gonna plan a more powerful one. Which she's not wrong. And um, she points out that not all the gold are the same. A few of them oppose the system lords, and she goes, surely you must have heard of the Tok'ra. 
Tilk says that every ghoul seeks power for his own reason, and they all would betray anyone, their own brother, to to uh, achieve it. And Natsam points out that not every ghoul is an enemy to this planet, and the Tok'ra are real. Tilk says, I've certainly never met one in my life. Sure. And and the Natsam goes, well, now he has. That she is Jolinar of Malkshur. And Tilk leaves. Yeah, this one's tough to, like, stomach, because it's like, well, we thought all the Jaffa were bad in the first two. This is true. It only took less, you know, it took still the inside of the opening episode for that. So, maybe it's worth trying, but, I mean, there's too much at risk to be like, okay, we trust you. Yeah. It's basically Earth. It's all of Earth. <laughs> but, man, that's a hard one to follow. We're giving these like, gold, like, new layers. Like, we're giving our bad guys personalities and... And, and, and like, this this is... Consciousness. This is believing one person versus the entire planet. Like, right. if you let this person go free and she's bullshitting you as basically any gold would do to be right. free... Let's go from here. So, uh, <laughs> Dana goes back to check on Talia, and because she start, he's starting to have a crush on her, yeah. um, and the Eshrek is over her bed. She's, like, asleep, and she's like, and Dana's like, how's she doing? Doctor's like, she's good, don't worry. And I'm just, just gonna, Daniel wanders you know, off. Yeah. Just gonna pyramid ring her. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> so, in the hallway, Janet asked someone, I think her name was Rita, <laughs> if she's seen Dr. Jacobs. Um, and she gets handed the blood work for Bandage Man, and mm-hmm. she sees something clearly not right. Yeah. Runs down to the room, pulls off all the bandages, and it's Dr. Jacobs. Ta-da! Well, that's not good. Nope. If this is a doctor, then where's, where's the doctor? Bandage Man! <laughs> so, Tilk and Jack are now going together to see Jolinar. Uh, now I can stop calling it not Sam. Thank you. <laughs> and Teal can explain. Well, like they're in the hallway in the middle of this conversation. They end up in the in the cell. So they're talking about how there's an old legend among the Jaffa of a group that opposed the system lords, and they can't be sure who this person is, that the, that Jolinar is, who she says she is. But at this point, and this is when they're talking in like front of her, mm-hmm. and Jolinar points out that you know she doesn't really carry identification on right, her at all times she, yeah. to Hang prove on, let who me she pull is. Out my wallet. Just kidding. And this if I sense. have a piece of paper going, "Hey, I'm a Tokra," like really, that's going to do something for you? Right. I mean, come on. So. Jack says it's time to try to build some trust and asks who the bandage guy is. And she says it must be uh, the Ashrak, um, the hunter. It's a ghoul assassin of the highest rank, here to kill Jolinar. So in the briefing room, they explain uh, to Hammond that Jolinar once tried to overthrow a system lord. It seems like fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Overthrow a system lord, but was defeated um, when Apophis came to join the fight. Jolinar escaped. Um... Daniel recognized. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> that was a combination of bartender Nick trying to uh, persuade Kaylee Thor to go with him, and then Kaylee Thor jumping up on like, onto our paws desk. onto the onto desk, our desk, and then things falling. <laughs> and, and, and Nixie trying to play it cool. She did really well for a while there. I tried really for quite a while. <laughs> All I did was sit here and stifle a giggle. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so, back to the story. Daniel recognizes <laughs> the word tok'ra to mean resistance, mm-hmm. um, and Braytac is the first one who told Teal'c about the tok'ra. Hammond said, points out that, I mean, Joel and I could be lying. Right. Spinning a tail to gain trust, because, you know, she has literally nothing to lose in right. all of this. Um, and they have so far no found no evidence of tampering or sabotage on the base. Daniel points out that Jolinar was hiding in the Nazi man, and he had to improvise. She had to improvise when his when her hideout died. When the right, guy died, right. so basically, the guy dies. She's got to go somewhere to yeah. stay alive. She's parasite. And Sam was there. Yes. Um, and bottom line is, is there is a ghoul on a mission to kill Sam, and they don't know what he looks like. Right. Um, if they go talk to Janet, they know exactly what he looks like. Yeah, because <laughs> Janet will know. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> at the hospital, there is a class one security breach, um, and the Ashrak finds out that they're sending, like, they're sending the first of the people back. Dr. Jacobs, right? He's now Dr. Jacobs? I no. don't think he took Dr. Jacobs. That's right, he didn't. Face off. Sorry. Face off. <laughs> so I guess Janet wouldn't really know what he looks like. Yeah. But. Dang it. But, I mean, I'm sure someone on, someone of the people that were rescued that recognize that would idea. know who the ask the kid that was with the burn guy yeah that's a good idea you know okay so anyway Daniel goes to talk with Jolinar and Teal just sort of stands in the corner mm-hmm. and she points out that you know you you care for Sam mm-hmm. and yet this is the first time you visited her that's true uh, and Daniel is not playing any mind games. He just wants a description of the Ashrak. And she points out that she will only know the face in the moments before she he tortures me oh, to death. Oh, great. Killing her and Sam because get a little more dramatic about it. Yeah. God, what a drama queen. So <laughs> Daniel points out that there's no way that he's getting in here. Of course you had to say that. That's not a thing that you know at all, but no. fine. Say whatever you need yeah. to say. Uh, and Jolinar points out that Daniel's not stupid, <laughs> although he just said Daniel that line. That's like saying that nothing worse can happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally Ashrak's job to find and kill her. Yeah. He's going to do it. Um, letting her go is the only way of saving Sam. And Daniel does, then tells Sam that he's sorry. Fair. And to be fair, I also think Sam would be like, at this point, Sam's like, I would rather die than you let a ghoul free. Yeah, just fucking get, yeah. kill me. Dana goes to leave and Jolinar says that, quote, I can give her back to you. She's not talking about Sam at this point. No. Uh, she says she knows about Sharae and she knows where Sharae is. Yikes. Yeah. What's here's here's the question. Does she actually know where Sharae is, or is she able to tap into Sam's memories? Well, that's what I'm saying. What does she know? How does she know about Sharae? What does she know about Sharae? Yeah. Does she know, like, that Sam's brain told her this guy has a wife that he sometimes remembers named Sharae? <laughs> um, and he's being held basically yeah. hostage by yeah, Jafar yeah, yeah. and Gold. Um, or is she breathing into Daniel's mind? Or yeah. does she actually just know this shit? Because co- coincidentally, yeah. we're all the same people. Exactly. So, in Hammond's office, Jack is pointing out that it's a ploy. It's exploiting Daniel's greatest weakness. Mm-hmm. Daniel believes her. Da- Tilk does believe her, though. Like, Tilk's, like, starting to come around to what the the, the story that Jolinar is telling. Okay. 
Um, Daniel says that she's explained the resistance, that they're, they live a totally different life than the Gould. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't believe in taking hosts against their will, even though they did with the Nazi and and with Sam. Yeah, even though that's essentially what she did with the last two people. (laughs) But she didn't have a choice in those cases, and she wants to leave Sam. Yeah. They normally take humans who are about to die, and that way they get to continue living, and they get to coexist with this Gould, and it can be a rewarding relationship between the two. And Jen points out that... It's a little bonus round life. (laughs) And Jack points out that he's never going to trust a Gould. Um, and we learned that the first nauseans from the hospital have arrived. Dun, dun, dun. That's probably not good, because there's probably bad guys. There's probably a bad guy with them, but they don't know there's a bad assassin with them. So in the corridor, there's a scanner to, like, allow people through. You get to scan your hand. Yes. I don't know if this is to get into the SGC, or if it's higher up, just, like, to get into the mountain, or... Like, Um, there's no, there's no, like, airport signage here. Yeah, we don't know how many levels deep into TSA we are. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and the Ashrak goes to take off his little device, and, and, like, he scans his handprint, and while it's, it's, like, pulling up that, hey, you're gonna fail, he, like, scans the guy, or he, like, light pyramids yeah, his brain pyramid rings and it shows up clearly you are not allowed in here and the guy's like just go on through yeah basically just hypnotizes he Jedi him. mind tricked him Jedi mind tricked him only not as it's awesome as Sith, Jedi because he had Sith to use mind, Sith yeah, mind yeah, yeah, tricked yeah. him sure uh, <laughs> um, and he then we see him entering a security room with monitors and no one gives a shit. Like, those those guys just <laughs> They're like, whatever, you got this far, it's not our problem. So in the gate room, <laughs> Daniel tells Talia and the rest of the refugees there's nothing to worry about, there's going to be a team on the other side to help you, you know, get acquainted mm-hmm. with things. Um, back in the control room, or in the monitor room... Teach you how to play soccer with the Aztecs. Yep. Yeah, don't don't Death soccer. play soccer with the Aztecs, Death guys. Soccer. Um, odds you are, die with honor. Odds are it's not going to end well for you. Because <laughs> uh, if they're going to need a head to play with, they're not going to be sacrificing any of their own. <laughs> um, so the Asherak took everyone down the monitor room. And he's scanning the monitors and he can see where Jolinar is. Um, Because somehow he knows that that... I mean, to be fair, I guess he would make sense that, hey, the person behind all of security is probably the person I want, considering it's a different face since the last time we saw Jalinar. Um, But back in the control room, Hammond gets word that the driver of the transport who brought the Nazians there blacked out and doesn't remember driving at all. That's, That's a, a bad problem. Sign. Yeah, it's a bad sign. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Jack immediately calls up the security footage. Check and... his blood alcohol level and if it's him. And if he's cool, then that's a bad sign. Yeah, that's a bad sign. To be fair, if his blood alcohol level is a little off, that's probably a bad thing. But at least it's just for him. Yeah, yeah. That's a different kind of bad sign. <laughs> it's a sign. different kind of bad. It's not yeah. going to echo through the storyline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and the camera to Jolinar, it's uh, 1-6 Delta... Is uh, was on Jolinar and it's scrambled now. It's just like noise. Dun dun dun. And apparently she's on level sixteen in holding room Delta, as we find out. Right. Uh, and the gate's now activated. It was like dialing while Daniel was talking to him. So in the holding room, two airmen are on the floor. I'm guessing dead from a handgun. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> and <sure. laughs> uh, the Ashrak is holding it, and he's like, you know, nice little weapons these yeah. guys have. Look at your nice little primitive weapon. He's in his full Gould voice now, and mm-hmm. he says that by the decree of the System Lords, she's going to die with dishonor. And she says the days of the System Lords are numbered, and she's going to die with hope. Her death only feeds the fire that burns strong in the Tok'ra. Boom. 
Boom. Mic drop. Uh, the Ashrag activates device. We see the x-ray of her skull. She's clearly in pain as she collapses on the ground. Um, the guy only stops brain melting her when the, the airman shows up with guns and he it's like he he plays the part and so yeah. he stops He's immediately like, oh no you got me well he like plays along like they come in and they don't know that this is a bad guy so he's like yeah. oh these two the all three of them are dead i don't know let's go see if we can find the oh, guy that's right yeah and so they're running away from the holding room while Jack and Tilka are running to the holding room. That's right. Um, and he, that's when he's like, these, they're dead. Yeah, and keep Jack, moving. Yeah, yeah. Jack runs in and sees Sam's and calls for a medical team. So this all, like, the next stuff all happens in, like, really fast, rapid fire. Yes. In the infirmary, Janet, uh, they're bringing Sam in on a gurney. Janet's over her performing CPR, yelling orders. Yeah. Um, in the gate room, Talia is thanking Daniel um, and is about to go through the gate. Back in the infirmary, there seems to be two signals on the EEG. One's the parasite, one is Sam. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's like they're cute little separate signals. I know. Those little baby ones. Well, she's like, we need to, she's like, fuck the parasite. Just, I need to focus on Sam yeah. right now. Can we not? Yeah. Um, back in the gate room, Daniel is standing in front of a gate, which is now off. Everyone's gone through. And the Asherah comes into the room. Daniel recognizes him. We sort of flash. Do we see that he recognizes him from the hospital? Um, and the Asherah just takes him hostage with a gun to his head and, because uh, Daniel. Right, because it's Daniel and he needs to be a damsel in distress. While Walter and uh, Hammond watch from the control room. Right. So back with Janet and Sam, uh, Jack and I believe Teal'c are also there. Janet says it's like the ghoul is dying and taking Carter with her. Uh, and she's like really pale. Like... Yeah. She's like... The makeup in this episode is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's like, she's like, there is literally, it's almost transparent skin, no color. Her yeah. lips are nothing. It's not blue. It's just like nothing. <laughs> nope, yeah. Your face is gone. She's not, she she has my skin coloring of almost transparent anyway. <laughs> they just kind of like desaturated her completely. So, um, the, uh, they back in the, in the gate room, the Asherah demands that the gate be turned on. Mm-hmm. And Hammond's like, no. That's not happening. Duh. Did you think I was going to say yes? Like, yeah. No. Uh, no. Let Back. me think about it. No. 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 <laughs> uh, let me think again. Still uh, no. Nada. Still nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the infirmary, uh, the ghoul's getting weaker, and we hear alarms go off throughout the SGC that there's an intruder in the embarkation room. Yikes. Because, remember, it's technically the embarkation room, yeah, not the gate room. Not the gate room. room. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Jack stays, but Teal goes running. So in the gate room, Daniel tries to say something, and the Ashrek's like, I don't really give a shit. Shut up. Just yeah. silence. Like, <laughs> stop talking. And he tries to shoot Hammond, and Hammond sort of, like, flinches, but then remembers this is bulletproof glass. Yeah, Just so keep firing fine. with your you hand gun. You want. Yeah. Oh, that's um, right. <laughs> I'm in my bubble. Come get me. In the infirmary, they're about to shock shape about to shock Sam's heart. Yes. That was more than They my... gave her something something cc's of epi. Yeah. And prepare the something. The defibrillator. The, the paddles. <laughs> so Teal'c 
in the most badass move in this entire yes. episode, just <laughs> walks into the gate room, tells Daniel he's sorry, and then fires and them like, both with his gun. He basically just nopes the whole situation. <laughs> he just walks in there and he's like, nope. Yeah. Zap. Before anyone can react. Zap everything. Daniel goes down, clearly yeah. in pain. Like leaves. fucking pansy. <laughs> well, to be fair, he just got hit. Like, that thing was yeah. taking, like, Jafal out. It goes so. down like a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> But it leaves the asterisk <laughs> wide open for Teal to just hit sure, again. Yeah, I um, love that Teal was just like, "Sorry, Daniel, you're kind of in the way right now. You're just so, in the way." Which again proves the benefit of having the Zat guns. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the ground, uh, Daniel thanks Teal'c, but also says, "Don't ever do that yeah. again." I, I thank you. I think yeah. And how Teal'c- badass is Teal'c that you he made he shot a guy and then the guy thanked him. <laughs> I think Teal just says, y'all try not to, but I think Teal's like, well, if you get yourself captured again, <laughs> sure, I'm, I'm not going to shoot at you. We'll see how it yeah, works Yeah, and out. he's like, I'm probably going to do this again. again anytime because I you're to. probably going to get And you're going to think me again. again. Like, at a bar, like, Teal and some some other, like, badass are having a, an argument about who's more badass, and Teal's like, I was shot a guy, and then he thanked me. Yeah. I fucking win. <laughs> And then I told him that I was going to do it again, and he's my best friend. And the other dude was like, you're fucking insane. True and that's when the Joker story. left. <laughs> yeah, that's when the Joker leaves. <laughs> it's like, no, this dude's worse. True story. <laughs> so back in the infirmary, the ghoul is dead, and they're about to, sh- about to shock... I can't say shock Sam, but they're about to shock, shock Sam. Sam again. But her pulse returns. It's faint but stable. And Sam slowly opens her eyes. Jack tells her that she won, but Sam says no. The ghoul saved her. Gave his life for her. Bless. Sorry. I am shocked and amazed I was able to hold it in that long the episode. <laughs> so, um, maybe later or like the next day, something like this, Daniel brings uh, a big, gigantic group of flowers, mm-hmm. sets them next to Sam. Sam doesn't even respond. Yeah, Look there's over. no Sam. Yeah, we got sad Sam. It's no Sam. Yeah. So he leaves the room. Jack and Janet and Cassie are all in the hallway. And they tell Cassie that the ghoul died, mm-hmm. um, and Sam's body is observing it, but it's the same Samantha Carter. Mm-hmm. She's just sad. Yeah. But she'll cheer up when she sees Cassie. Way to put a lot on that poor little kid. Yeah, no, really. <laughs> Listen, this poor kid's been through a lot. Can we not, like, fuck with her <laughs> mind anymore? Like, you're gonna be what fixes this human, exactly. this adult human, yeah, yeah, you yeah. tiny child. <sighs> Listen. She's already the sole survivor of her entire species. Jesus Christ, what more does a poor kid need? So, she's she goes in the room. Everyone's, like, standing at the doorway, like, watching her. Go fix her. But she goes over to Sam, climbs in the bed, like, rolls Sam over and and says, you're going to be okay. And Sam's like, really? Thank yeah. you. I'm yeah. going to be fine now that a 12-year-old has Yay. told me I'm going to be fine. No, I honestly think that does help her. Yeah, probably does help it, her a little. Very much so. Yeah. She um, just needed to be hugged. Sometimes she, all you hug. need is a good hug. And she didn't want to be hugged by the people who didn't believe her. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and she doesn't want to be hugged by, by Jack She's because still- there's a whole other feeling there. <laughs> That raises whole uh, other feelings. Yeah. Actually, I think it raises other things I must other say, I people. think the feeling is raised in Jack, <laughs> not in her. Um, uh, but she, she clearly has some shit to go through no, in her head kidding. at yeah. the moment. And uh, I feel like Sam's a bit of a feeler. She works in the she fields. She is definitely so I a feeler. To that. So it's going to take her a while to go through these fields. And I think the difference is real fields, unlike Daniel, 
Yeah. He's a feeler, but Daniel doesn't quite have the same. No, Daniel's like that that kid that you, you went He's to college emo. with and was like, I'm an actor and an artist <laughs> and I feel everything. And it's like, no, you don't. He's You're just, just a trying little, to get in everybody's pants emo. right now. He's like the goth kid. And your Sam is just genuinely like yes. exist in this state. And, and so so imagine what she's going through. Yeah. First, she was kind of take. First, she tried to save a man who died. Yep. The guy died while she's giving him mouth to mouth. Which is going to screw anyone up. Yeah, so that's one. And then two, there's this thing living inside her, overpowering her body that she can't take control of. Yep. She does some not great shit while she's while that's happening. Stuff that happens that she didn't actually do. Yes. But it happened because of her. Yes. And then this thing she finds out is actually a good thing, like trying to be a good whatever, yeah. you know, species. Um, and then it dies saving her life. Holy fuck, that's a lot. <laughs> All within 48 minutes. 42 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 42 minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> that's going to take some while to sort that shit out. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I have a hunch tough. that you would find this episode interesting from that I kind did. of perspective. I did. I absolutely did. It's a lot. Because it's one of the Torture the Characters' Feels episodes. So many feels. So All many feels. feels. Grace likes feels. Grace <laughs> likes to live in the feels. I know they were trying to do something with Daniel and and uh, and Talia, Talia and work. that B storyline, but there it didn't did not work. feel genuine. Cassie's no. bullshit meter would have been like, nope, get out of here. Yeah, nope. <laughs> You're just trying to save your wife. Yeah, get out of here. You really don't relate to this person. You just really this is about you some more, Daniel. So, so what are your so do you think now? The come the end of the episode. Have your thoughts on Jolinar and the quote unquote Tokra changed by the end of the episode? And they did when you when you first heard the story of it. When Jolinar is like, "Yeah, I'm in the Tokra, and well, we're trying to save people." I can tell you that my feelings on Jolinar have changed. Okay. Uh, because ultimately, she or he, I don't know, she or he did die. For Sam, yes. as far as Sam knows, and, and Sam was the only person that could really communicate with genuinely. This is true. Um, and Sam believes that Jolinar died for her, to keep her alive. She could have just taken her with her. This is true. Could have. Or she could have just blown shit, things to shit. She had options to do that. There were chances. And like she said, she could have like killed them all at some point. So we have one ghoul that... Regardless of how good it may or may not have been during its life, at least died with some redemption. Right. So, I mean, I don't know that this makes me believe in the Tok'ra or what the Tok'ra is. And I don't think the Tok'ra believe in saving the humans. Like, I don't think... If this exists, yeah, I don't think it's for our benefit. It's just for we them. We may just happen to be some like, sort they of... they still don't give a shit about yeah. the humans in yeah, the same yeah, yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. It's just like... Hey, like, I don't think we should flatter ourselves. Yeah, yeah, is where <laughs> it's I'm just at. two. It's it's like two warring nations. Like yeah. we always think that we're the good guys. Yeah, in the in the war, and the other guys think they're the good guys in the war. Well, my thing is, it's, it's it kind of if the Togo is real, it's more like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Okay, and that's where we'd be with them. Gotcha, gotcha. But I'm still not convinced that, that this is a thing. So that it's this one of those like exists. so we might. If if this is real, we could be like, hey, we're gonna team up with you to beat the these, you know, the ghoul, yeah. the system lords, or whatever. But then, honor among, you know, yeah. whatever. Once that's done, we're gonna reassess this situation. Yeah. As soon as we take care of them, we'll take care of each other. Exactly. And I don't mean like cuddling. (laughs) (laughs) We're not taking care of each other. Yeah. (laughs) A bang, a bang, a bang. So does this um, does this beat out Serpent's Lair for your season two list? Um. 
Yeah. Yeah? Absolutely. Okay. So, we're knocking this down. To two, yeah. So two. this is above, the, in the line of duty, um, beats Serpent Slayer for sure. Serpent Slayer is good, and it's part of that other story, but as far as just a Grace yeah. episode, this is totally a good Grace episode. It makes sense. It mirrors episode two of season one, the Kowalski episode. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of similarities. Um, if you think about the Tokra and Jolinar, um, it's kind of Teal'c and the Jaffa. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's kind of a thing that happened, and now look how... Co- comfortable we are with Teal'c. Yep. Um, I think for me personally, I'm still going to keep Serpent Slayer higher just okay. because I'm like, we were in space. Sure, that's and there true. Were we were in space. Yeah, that seems that like an like. thing to yep, do. Yep. So would you put this on your top 10 overall yet or no? Oh, not yet. Okay. Because Serpent Slayer still, when you pair it with Serpent's Grass, bumps so it up part, higher. Yeah, I think, okay. um, I think we're going to have to get a few episodes in before anything comes yeah. off of our top 10 yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. It's hard to break the top 10 once you have a top 10. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the next uh, next week, we're coming back and looking at Prisoners. Okay. Which, by the title of it, sounds like a really awesome episode. Yeah, that'll Don't be fun. That's going to be lighthearted and fun. That sounds like a romp through uh, <laughs> Candyland. <laughs> What? I don't Again, look at you. This is the we second said, time. <laughs> we are not allowed to hang out anymore. Oh we are gosh. turning into the same person. We're Finish controlled by the same gold. <laughs> Sandwiches. Dang it. I missed it. <laughs> I missed my jam. Unicorns and rainbows. <laughs> um, so I will say that we... I can announce we have a new special thing yeah. in this episode. So... This is something, this episode, when this episode's over, it's not going to quite be over for half of you, if that makes sense. (laughs) So this is something I really want to do in the first season, but I didn't know if anyone would actually want to listen to my voice for another five to ten minutes after the episode's over. (laughs) Um, But guys, if you've seen the series, you know it may have been really hard for me in the first season not to, you know, talk about shit that comes later in order to keep Grace non-spoiled. Of things. <laughs> Words. It's been really hard. Okay, so here's the deal. So poor Nixie doesn't have to try her best to censor everything she says. Yes. Uh, some of you, like Nixie, have seen the show many times before. Or at least, or at least once. once before. Um, and there's some of you, like Nixie, who would love to talk about other stuff <laughs> that I can't talk about because I'm completely clueless here. Can't and I kind of like this approach and I don't yes. want to hear it. I don't want to spoil it. So what's going to happen is after we're going to play the end music when we're done. The nice little guitar yeah. that our friend wrote for us. Thanks, Leo. Thanks, Leo. You're awesome. Um, if you have seen the series before, please stay tuned after the music. So stay here past the end credits for some Easter eggs. For some Easter eggs, I am going to do a little mini spoiler section, or as I'm going to call it, the future according to Stargate. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I may have thought of that while in the shower. Um, <laughs> best ideas happen in the shower. That's All right, true. guys. So what's gonna, how it's going to work is I'm going to record a little session after Grace leaves uh, the recording booth room, yes. studio. Um, and I, I'm literally going to send it to her, and she's going to blind edit it into the end of the podcast. Yes. Uh, she's literally just going to look at where the sound waves start, where the sound waves end, and just... I'm going to attach it to the end of our closing music. Exactly. So she's still going to stay completely um, unspoiled by it, but we're going to be able to talk about some juicy stuff that happens later in this series. Usually stuff that happens, like, it's related to this episode. Because sometimes there's... Sometimes there'll be long more things to talk about because the episodes sort of reach into the future more than others. Others are like... 
there's really nothing. This is kind of a standalone thing. So stay stay tuned after the hidden for the hidden track for the hidden track at the end of the episode. Um, and those of you leaving us now, like me, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, thank you, thank you so much. I can't believe we're in season two still. I know it still seems nuts. Um, thank you for all of your your emails, your Facebook posts, your Twitter like ads. Yes. I don't know my way around Twitter well enough to <laughs> at replies. Uh, you guys are so awesome. This is so much fun. Um, so keep- you can find us on iTunes. Uh, yes. Most likely, you a lot of you listen to us on iTunes. If you do, uh, we would love you even more than we already do if you go rate and review us. Cause Those are good things. That is really big for us. To get hey, I iTunes. like gold stars. I like gold stars too. <laughs> They're um, fun to get. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud. If you're the, if you're not listening to us on SoundCloud, we're also available there. If you want to listen at work, at home, not on your phone. <laughs> Sometimes my battery gets slow, and I'm like, oh crap, I cannot keep listening to podcasts right now. So that's a good time to go to SoundCloud. Um, you can tweet us on at Terra Podcast. You can find us on uh, Facebooks, the Facebooks at yeah. uh, There's No Place Like Terra. Or you can email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Uh, we love you guys. See you next week. Rainbow unicorn farts. <laughs> Bye. Bye. everyone it's just me now after the music and etc and now it's just me talking into a microphone um so like i said in the main cast this is something i kind of wanted to do during the first season but i didn't know if i could handle just talking to a microphone i thought grace here <laughs> um so we'll find out how this works it's just you and me um so there's, you know, I felt like this was a really good first one to start with a spoiler section because we're introduced to the Tok'ra, which kind of becomes this, you know, you know, they, they're major players in the Stargate universe, and I am completely fascinated about the fact that Grace does not trust them, does not think that they're legit. Um, and I'm also, you know, when... When you think of the Tok'ra, I mostly think of, you know, Jacob Carter and Selmak and, and Martouf and, and these guys who are a little more personable, who are a little more easygoing. And you forget that the first one to meet is Jolinar, who's a little uh, angry and pissed off, which makes sense. She is being held against her will. Um, but not necessarily the, the Tok'ra to meet first to give a major thumbs up for, uh, for the group. Um, so it, I'm really excited to, when we actually hit Tok'ra parts one and two, and we, we meet Jacob Carter, whom I absolutely love, and Martouf, who's really cool, and then we get into the whole, uh, Sam and Martouf storyline, which I think, it'll be interesting to see how, how Grace looks at that. Um, so... You know, the other major point that sort of comes out of this episode was is uh, is Sam having Nakoda left in her, her bloodstream, so she kind of gets the Cassie powers and being able to detect the Gould. She also gets the really cool ability to use all the hand devices and everything, which definitely they use to their advantage later on in the series. 
Um, the one thing I didn't necessarily want to bring up in the main cast because I didn't know how much it would influence how Grace thought about the Tok'ra, but um, Tok'ra literally means against Ra. So when Daniel was like, it means resistance, it kind of does. It means just against Ra, um, which I find kind of interesting. It's it's kind of cool when you can get, sort of get the translations of the of the Gould language in there. Um, but the biggest issue I have with this episode, I understand there were special circumstances, but the Tok'ra make such this uh, stance, such this important viewpoint of the fact that they don't take a host without their permission, that that really it's a... It's a uh, um, it's equal partners in the relationship and all this kind of stuff. But Jolinar takes two people... I mean, we don't know that she took the Nazi man against his will, but certainly took Sam against her will. Um, and it seems like the Tok'ra that we meet later would much rather die than, than take a host against their will. And I kind of think that part of that definitely is sort of retconning the situation that they didn't have the entire um, sort of belief system of the, if you want to call it that, of the Tok'ra worked out this early when we first meet them. But, you know, when you look at back when we really know the Tok'ra, like, that seems like a major, major uh, offense in, in their culture is to take someone against their will, like, like Jolinar took Sam. Uh, and then the line that Jack says, I'll never trust a ghoul. Uh, we know he doesn't, that doesn't necessarily last. He's still very picky about which ghoul he trusts, but that certainly uh, doesn't necessarily last completely. So... Those are sort of the standout things uh, in this episode that have their sort of feelings out for the future. The there was um, we did have a listener write in uh, over the uh, the end of last week um, who you know we were going back and forth. There was some stuff in the emails that that Grace had to sort of be separated from because there's spoilers. But he brought up this really good point that I just didn't have time to this weekend to really flesh out as an idea, partly because uh, I've been sick most of the weekend. Still apologize for what I sound like. Um, but the concept of are the did the Gould come to Earth and impersonate? the gods that existed and sort of took over those personalities or did the Gould have those personalities to begin with and brought them to earth and the people of earth started worshiping these existing personalities and I've always thought of it as the as the former that the Gould co-opted these gods that already were being worshipped but if you, I looked into a little bit, and I'm going to explore this more because I want to bring this up in a future uh, spoiler cast or future according to Stargate, as I was naming it. Um, it seems like it's kind of both that they never really committed committed to either one of those ideas. I think I want to look into some um, some system lords, some Asgard, etc., to see uh, which kind of which went in which directions. Um, I always kind of got the feeling that some of them, like Thor, came in and took the persona of the Thunder God. And, you know, we, uh, the look and of the design of the Asgardian design as being the Norse design was sort of like taken from that. The, the idea of a Thunder God and everything was already there and maybe he gave a name to it or something like this. So 
I definitely think I'm going to look into that more so I can have more of an expanded spoiler cast. It's more than just a, a couple minutes long, which I think will be a really cool subject, but I definitely don't. That's not stuff that I really want to go into in the main cast because that would be getting into way too much stuff that we don't want Grace to know about yet. <laughs> so it's it's kind of fun. She's just going to be blind editing these in to the end. We can say whatever we want to say about Grace. You know, maybe she smells bad that day and she'll never know that we're saying things in this in this. Uh, spoiler section that that uh, so that's kind of fun so that's sort of it for now this is my very first one it's a little bit shorter um, still getting used to just me talking by myself so uh, yeah until next week guys we're gonna look at prisoners we actually I record this after she leaves so we've actually already seen prisoners so um, it was kind of it's always fun to listen to her uh, her as we watch it response to the episode. So I think that'll be a fun cast next week. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye everyone.